Hey everybody, welcome to Murder Blows. If you're listening to this on your drive, pay attention to the road. Don't drive dumb, you dummies. Um, this week, uh, Cody's back. Uh, thank goodness, we've missed her so much. Uh, so much that we're going to allow this crazy uh, conspiracy theory. Also, if you like Sylvester Stallone movies, uh, game on because it's a cliffhanger. So uh, brace yourselves for this twisty not of a of a case involving Sharon Savakis Savakis uh, sorry if I messed that up world and uh, Tanya Hughes uh, as always I'm still Violet no matter what I do and I'm joined by my lovely co-host Cody Maisie and Sasha uh, let's roll that sweet smooth intro music please Okay, so <laughs> there for those is... of you listening to the podcast, it is uh, Hugh, spelled H U G H, Jass, spelled J A S S X, Woman. <laughs> Pretty great. Hugh Jass Woman. Welcome back to Murder Blows. Um, I want to start off this week by shouting out uh, the wonderful Magical Goo Jelly as she went live on Instagram to do bomb-ass makeup and like just plugged our podcast for approximately 35% of the time. So what a sweetie. Aww. Thank you so much. Your makeup Wait, looked so good. Is, what, what, what if was she on? Was she live versus her YouTube channel? Live. Oh, stays up for 24 hours if you want to go watch it. I'm pretty sure I do want to go watch it. It's very cute. Shout out to her. She's I'm so jealous of y'all's brunch thing that you guys do. She's swell. Aww. She's just swell. So swell. Guys, I made a biscuit bar for brunch last week. I saw that. I'm mad about it. <laughs> it was good. Except my first biscuits were shitty. I was like, sorry, self. I did not mean to do this to you. Sorry, my second self. batch was fine. I think it just needed to rest a minute. Um, well, this is probably the highlight of my week. Um, I'm jealous I wasn't at the biscuit bar, but John and I made a big, uh, financial decision and we bought new furniture, Whoa. which I'm, it's not, I'm trying, I'm not trying to brag, no, but we've, it's so ha- cool. we've had shit furniture since we for years and we're like we're gonna stay in this place and save money to save up for furniture it's the i've never spent so much money so fast it was very <laughs> scary but it's coming on saturday which by the time this episode comes out we'll be sitting we'll on be it on new fernie and it's like a style that we both agreed on and it's like a microfiber cloth so mari's hair won't get woven into it like the couches now <laughs> it's not gonna smell i'm just so excited that's so precious. So that's all I've been looking forward to. Also, I ordered 
makeup online for myself, which I have never done, and I'm extremely nervous. So let's fingers crossed. Wow, who are you? Who <laughs> is this girl? Don't know. Let me know what you got, dude? I'm excited for you. Um, what did you buy? Like a cool indie brand, or did you watch some Tati videos? No, not hardly. Not. <laughs> it's the opposite of a cool <laughs> indie brand. Um, it is a bare minerals product, but. It is like a complexion rescue, but it is a sunscreen and like a BB cream. So I'll keep you posted on my thoughts about it. Not sponsored by Bay Minerals. I'm just, (laughs) if you've ever used that, let me know what you think. I'm really nervous to have picked out a shade online. (laughs) It was just like me holding up my inside of my forearm, like against my face. Like what? Okay. Sasha and I get lucky. We just go for like the lightest shade. It's <laughs> pretty every... much a guarantee. Well, when you have a company like that, they have like, is it a yellow undertone or a pink undertone? Oh, Nobody oh. cares. What am I talking about? But hey. True. I'm pretty sure I, I got was... a pink undertone. Because mm-hmm. I, I just, turn mm-hmm. red. I was going to say, I just feel like my face is always red constantly. So, probably same. But I've but been Maisie, told I, I think have you... olive skin. Yeah, see, I think Maisie does. What? But you might both. I mean, everyone can have olive. Well, genetically, <laughs> people have olive skin. <laughs> but. Oh, olive skin. Anyway. I think if I were to take a DNA test, I would have Greek roots. And that's where that came from. I like to think. I'll report back. You should. You should 23 and me and find out if someone you're related to killed someone. My dad's... Well, I hate. That's not on me. That's on them. I mean, it is on them, but maybe you could be the missing link. I uh, you know. My dad sent me a, a Ancestry.com, like, DNA kit to turn in for Christmas, and I just haven't done it. I need to. I don't have an excuse. Sorry, Dad. Sorry, Dad. Sorry I failed you again. Dad. <laughs> Do you need to talk to your therapist? Kathleen, is that her name? <laughs> Kathleen. <laughs> Kathleen. Oh. Mm-hmm. I got in trouble and now I have to call my therapist again. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. What'd That's not do? a serious you amount of sounds. To tell. I, like... I had to. <laughs> I had to sad like... weekend and uh, I was told that I should seek help. Oh. So, that's fair. It's a fair. Thing. It's those witchy vibes I was feeling. They were just delayed. <laughs> oh, I am fine now. Like, not even last weekend, like the weekend before. Like, I am a okay. And I have been, I feel like I have been steadily getting like happier and more at peace for like the last two weeks. So, mm-hmm. but still, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean it's fixed and that the underlying thing isn't there anymore. True, true. <sighs> you gotta work on yourself. You're doing great work. But have you ever been broken? Oh. Sorry. Well, no last my... thought. Have you ever been yeah. broken up with and then you have to go crawling back? That's how I feel right now. Oh. Oh. But it's okay. But Cody's parents were in town this weekend. They were in town last week for spring break, so I'm recovering. It's it's fun. Um pulling myself back together this week. My face is full of acne. Because of my birth control. So, yeah. 
I'm just doing what I can do. You got this. I'm proud of you, Cody. I'm trying. Quiet. So wow. Okay, sorry. Mm. Yeah, this is like high tech. Like I'm excited to listen to this. I would just wish it wasn't going to be my voice. I like your voice. It's fine. I don't, I think it's you. It's you for what? the week update. How are you? Oh. Mm. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um, I'm fine. It's my first week on my own since my trainer left. Oh um, shit. Yeah, it's been really hectic and really crazy, and three people, we've lost three people in the past week. Not, like, dead. They're not dead. <laughs> I've <laughs> just gotten work fired. Life, they might as well be. I've just Ooh, gotten fired. fired in, like, yeah, really intense ways, like, not cool. And also, like, someone almost had a seizure yesterday at the other plant, so I had to, like, drive down there. And then, like, today, someone got stung on the head with from a wasp, and then uh, someone cut their finger, and, um, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't like any of these. Wow. <laughs> but my boss was like, Violet? Oh, I did get a raise, though. Um, Hell yeah. Did you yeah. ask for it? No, and it was a $2 oh. raise. Wow. I was going to Friday, but then my boss was like, you've been doing so great this week. I'm so proud of you. You've made it. I made three spreadsheets this morning before 9 a.m. I am like, so proud and oh, happy. You would just, like, you would probably be like, those are fucking disgusting spreadsheets, but, like, I, so I was handing out spreadsheets to the people in an HR meeting, and the girl was like, you're never going to be able to keep up with those, like, I couldn't, and one of the, like, head honchos, who doesn't like me, but he was like, well, maybe that's because we had the wrong person in that place, and then, like, smiled at me, and I was like, yeah. Um... But yeah, and then I did inventory for maintenance today and handed my boss the nicely crafted spreadsheet of all the tools that each person in the department needed. And he was like, this is so nice and helpful. Thank you so much. I was like, no problem, motherfucker. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I like that you have to clarify. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like, I could see that. Yeah, that doesn't seem that off base. Yeah. Oh, I had Ghost Cat again. Do you guys remember Ghost Cat? Ghost Cat. So the cats had decided that they were going to start meowing at 5.55. They get fed at 7 p.m., mind you. Oh. Rude. Um, and they also, like, run under my feet when it, they do that. And um, it sucks. But uh, everyone was meowing because I walked into the kitchen, so they thought it was game time. And then I heard another meow that's none of them. And I was looking at all of them and all of them turned their head in the same direction I did. And I was like, ah, ghost cat. So ghost I checked the front door and the back door and there's no cat. I'm not... pretty sure there's a man in my attic that just uh, meows for the shits and giggles. Aww. Could be worse. Could murder us. Steady just fucks with our mind. <laughs> that's the best kind of uh, ghost cat? I don't know. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, the origin of huge-ass woman. <laughs> <laughs> so, I already had Discord. <laughs> 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 I just forgot I had Discord, and I was like, well, surely I didn't tag it to, like, the email that I do everything on. Jokes on me, I did. Nice. Um, this is the Discord I used for all of my online RPGs. 
and I haven't been on it in a hot minute. So I had like 72 messages from people being like, are you okay? Oh my Where God. are you? Oh my God. People thought you, you were call. dead. Yeah. This one guy was like, you should call Callie. She really misses you. Oh, JK, you went to see Callie. Where are you? Did you talk to Callie? And I was like, yes, we talk on a, like a regular basis. Chill the fuck out. But yeah. Um, but that's where the origin of it comes from because I was drunk one night and talking about Hugh Jackman and I called him Hugh Jasmin. And then I was like, he's a huge <laughs> ass man. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> and I here. used my favorite picture of myself. <laughs> here we are. Oh, is this the one where you are uh, surprised by the fucking magician? <laughs> No, I was not surprised at this point. I thought I had oh, one up on him. That's right. I thought I had bamboozled him because he guessed wrong the first time. Little did I know it was a trap. A backstory. I fucking hate magicians. <laughs> I, so I feel much. like that should be the only backstory. Done. <laughs> Just fucking hate him. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'll, if you follow me on Twitter, you know the picture I'm talking about. Just click on it and get a good look at me thinking I bamboozled a magician. <laughs> oh, I can't look at it. I'll start crying again. <laughs> Thankfully, I was on mute. I almost spit tea out of my nose. <laughs> oh, um, my gosh. I might be getting a tattoo at 4 o'clock on Friday. Nice. <gasps> what? Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to get my ribs tattooed. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Oh, I, no. I want stay gold pony boy off my ribs. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to clap, but I don't want to kill Sasha. <laughs> oh, please don't. Everything is so sensitive now. Guys, if you hate this new recording setup, just let us know we're trying some new stuff. I don't like let it. us know, really, I guess. That's fine. You know something that we don't talk about a lot? Um, If you like the podcast, can you like, <laughs> rate and subscribe? That really helps us out. Really helps us feel loved. We don't talk um, about it because we do this for fun, but also yeah. we want your input. I have an ego issue. Probably something I need to bring up to Lori. Um, but also, if you don't like us, fuck off. Why are you here? But tell Just us. Kidding. I love tell you. us why you don't like us. And but like on for, Twitter. <laughs> yeah, forward those to me because I love bad reviews. Also, if you're already there, why not just leave us a review on Apple? That's tight. I mean, on wherever you listen to your podcast, not so much Apple. You know, I wonder if we have reviews on Google Play. I listen on Spotify. I listen on Google. Who knew? Oh. Another thing that you should really like and subscribe to, though, is Blank Slate Labs and Arcadian Grooming. You can have fly skin, you can have fly hair, and everything is made with ingredients that you know where they came from. Over there. There we go. It is a poem. Um, I just love it. <laughs> I haven't watched the the flooding YouTube video yet because I'm very nervous. I hope everything turned out okay. But they made a video about it, so I guess maybe it did. It's getting there, it sounds like. Okay. <gasps> okay. <laughs> If you use code MURDERBLOWS, you can get a sweet, sweet 15% off. Free Domestic shipping is free right now, so it's like plus, 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 plus. Excellent stuff right, right now. Just Easter's coming. I 
don't know what people do for Easter, but if you put stuff in baskets, what a better way to tell someone that an egg-laying bunny loves them than skincare and conditioning cream. That's true. I'll allow it. I keep forgetting Easter is a thing. Wow. (laughs) I just, like, blank out. I see, like, pastel colors and bunnies and shit, and I'm just like, what is this? What is this? I go like full on Jack Skellington. <laughs> Try to get a sweet, sweet uh, Halloween thing in there. <laughs> no, I just. Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry. You can follow them online <laughs> <laughs> Arcadian Official and Blank Slate Labs on Instagram. Thanks, Good. guys. <laughs> you should watch their YouTube channel at Arcadian. We just talked about that, but. You should check it out, because they do some cool stuff. Um, More than cool. They make stuff, which is something I have... I mean, I bake. That's cool, I guess. But, like, <laughs> I don't ever make anything useful. I made laundry detergent once. Wasn't great. Wasn't awful. Wasn't great. You made what? Laundry detergent. What? Did I'm... you... One of those Pinterest chemical-free yes. recipes... I am low-key allergic to a lot of things. Um, Me too. In my adult life, I found out, which is a lot of fun. Does your skin do the red bump thing? Like, they don't hurt, and they don't itch. They're just red bumps everywhere. Yeah. It's tight. 100%. It's really cool. They're not like, as an adult, you're going to need to learn how to do your taxes, and you're going to get allergic to a lot of shit, so look out for that. Also, I feel like spatial awareness is something that should have been taught in high school. Other people get up in your space. Yeah, like I work in a I work in a coffee shop where there's a kitchen, so all day we're like behind corner, corner behind, you know, like just polite, common decency, and then people come in that have access to those places that aren't normally there, and they're just. If you've ever worked in the service industry. Yes. You feel. <laughs> when the DM walks in and fucking knocks over a server's, like, 20 plates of steak, you're just like, I hate you. Get out of here. You haven't done this in years. Go to the office. No how one did, likes you. How did you forget everything? Right? I still shout behind, and people are like, what? And I'm like, oh, I just didn't want you to, like, turn around and hit me. I yelled corner at the Nike store. <laughs> it's a Nike store. <laughs> I love it. Oh, the kid was so confused. I was like, sorry. <laughs> you were just like, I was just telling you what this was in case you didn't know. I had three shoes, like three boxes of shoes I was <laughs> I carrying, and I could barely see over top of it. Shoes. I was wearing three shoes on each foot. Picture it. <laughs> and I just rounded, and I was like, corner, corner. And the kid was like, what? Fine, I can hit you with three pairs of shoes. Watch me. <laughs> I love it. That just reminded me, I had a friend um, in high school named Madison, and she used to do horse racing, and they have the most insane <laughs> names for horses. But she had a horse named Watch Me Now. <laughs> I hope you're doing okay, Watch Me. <laughs> I think Watch I need me to change probably my username. <laughs> Watch Me Now. <laughs> It'd be hilarious because I do a podcast so you can't watch me. 
Okay. <laughs> what? No. I said it would be even funnier because I do a podcast and you can't watch me. That's really funny. <laughs> watch me now nowhere because this is an audio podcast. Don't watch me anywhere. Correct. I'll change my name to Seabiscuit if you change yours to watch me now. Okay. Game on. Whoever wins the Kentucky Derby this year. Did that happen already? Kentuckians, can you please watch? I feel like know? it's a summer thing. Hmm. Yeah, no. It hasn't happened yet. But I you live... know what's great? Mint juleps. Mint juleps. Which and are... a big old hat. Yes. I was just about to say, did Sasha just turn into, like, someone from that movie, The Help? I feel like they went to the Kentucky. I've never seen The Help. Okay, spoiler alert. <laughs> But I just feel like they all talk like that and drink mint jewels. Spoiler alert. Never seen the help. <laughs> the In case you were, like, like, looking forward into Violet's life, she's probably never going to watch the help. No. Because no. everyone fucking quotes that dumbass fucking thing where he's like, you is kind, you is smart, you is important. Which is yeah. very touching in the movie, but, like, real dumb when you guys say it out of context to me especially to violet who has feelings apparently but it's octavia spencer so i'll allow it i do love her though yes i think isn't she gonna be in that new movie that new horror movie called ma yes hello so good i saw a trailer when i went and saw pet cemetery and yeah that trailer got me so hyped there is another one oh you know where okay this is not for this podcast, but this is still hilarious, and I think you'll appreciate it. Um, I read an article about that movie, Ma, and then another horror movie that Elizabeth Banks is in because an article popped up on my news feed that those two trailers for those two horror movies came up at a Peppa Pig festival. And a bunch of kids were there to watch Peppa Pig, and then all of a sudden two horror movie trailers came on like back-to-back. And people lost their minds. Momo, move aside. I just thought it was really funny. Oh my gosh. I love <laughs> it. I mean, I don't love it. Kids are being exposed to traumatizing things. There's like a, a particular YouTube group that I follow that they, they're they being jokey. But like I took it serious that they were like, just make sure you watch the ads for us. It really supports us. And I was like, I can watch some ads. Or I can put the ads on mute. But then horror ads started coming up, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and it's always the ones where they're like, bleh. And I'm like, no. Like jumpy? Yeah. Bleh. <laughs> I heard the plan could just think of Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> Am I've I the only one seen that? Yep. How, th- how is that even possible? <laughs> That's like a very everyone else but me movie, except for the fact that it's like kind of sp- it's not spooky, but it's centered around spookery. It's like Count Chocula. Is it scary? <laughs> no. Is it festive? Yes. Yeah. Oh, those movies are so cute. I haven't seen the one where they go on a cruise, but I'm very excited. <laughs> okay. I'm oh, done. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. I love those movies. They're so I cute. I saw that ad when I went to see The Incredibles 2. Which, unpopular opinion, was just okay. Except for 
the baby battle scene. I haven't seen it. See, that makes sense. Checks out for me. Don't know what happened to Cody. I'm now getting worried. No, I'm here. I'm just listening to everybody. And oh, okay. Chatting to everybody as well. The one time that we can hear you. I, I know, right? <laughs> I know. I'm here. I promise. Gotcha. And I'm ready whenever you guys are. I mean, I'm ready, I think. Even though you guys are going to hear a lot of background noise. That is okay. As long as no one's... Well, we swear it's marked explicit. I don't know what the worst that could happen is. Okay, give me a minute to get situated here. Oh, Was yeah. that Maisie just slapping her legs furiously? No. Oh. Uh, can you hear this? <laughs> what was that I heard? Hambone. <laughs> oh, you know what? Mari just like shook. Oh, that's what Definitely it was. Definitely Mari shaking. It that's sounds funny. like what I do when I'm in a really good mood and really excited. I'm like. That's what John does. That's so weird. You both do that. It is weird, because John and I have so much in common, and also so little. <laughs> I mean, honestly, no, no truer words have ever been said. <laughs> we are complete opposites, yeah, it's kind of like me and Jeremiah. Fucking bros. Yeah. I'm just bros with everyone. You're but a bro. He thinks Tolkien isn't a bad guy, and you think he is, so... Yeah. Many drunk conversations ensue. Oh. Yeah. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, John is going to laugh this whole time because I'm in a public place and he's going to laugh. I'm sorry if anybody has a problem with that that may listen to this podcast episode. Different but, John than Maisie's John. Yeah. And There's live, so many Johns. <laughs> I live in a place that doesn't have high-speed internet to all of his residents and I have to improv. Okay, are you guys ready? Yes. Yes. Okay. Have you guys heard of the? There it is. The laugh. Great. Sharon <laughs> Marshall. Loud. Yeah. Sharon Marshall or Tanya Hughes case. No. Okay. Maybe. <clears throat> so I have to make this a two-parter because it's a super long case with a bunch of different pieces that fit together at the end. Do you have, oh man, is that going to be like, you're going to hold this all together and then the next episode's going to be yeah. boss? Damn it. Well, I hope so. That's what I'm going for, but gotcha. you never know. Do you so, have a good stopping point? Just I curious. do. Okay. I do, because I only did half of the episode. Because I was like, I can do the whole thing in one one sitting. And then I got halfway through and was like, no, I can't. Okay. I'm so ready. I have a good stopping point. Okay. So, this first name, I don't know how to pronounce, so I'm going to guess. Her name is Suzanne Savakis. It's S-E-V as in Victor, A-K-I-S, and it's in Detroit, Michigan. And Sandra and this guy named Cliff were high school sweethearts, and they had a baby on September 9th of 1969. She was a baby girl named Suzanne, and... Sandra and Cliff split up a short time after the little girl, Suzanne, was born. Suzanne was a little, really cute, beautiful, blonde-haired girl. Um, Sandra, Suzanne's mom, then remarried a guy named Dennis. And they had three more kids. And there was two girls, 
and there was one boy. Um, and the boy's name was Philip Stephen. <clears throat> After they had these three other kids, uh, Dennis and Sandra separated. So Sandra and her now four kids, so we have the little girl and then the, the oldest girl actually, and then the two middle girls, and then the youngest is a little boy. Sandra and her four kids relocated to North Carolina. Sandra met a third man who called himself Brandon Williams, and they met at a truck stop. They eventually married, making Brandon the stepfather of the four kids. Brandon wanted a fresh start in Dallas, Texas, and so Sandra went. In 1975, Sandra wrote a bad check for diapers, and she was sentenced with a 30-day prison sentence. So it put all of the four children with their stepdad, Brandon. And what when do Sandy... you mean calls himself Brandon Williams? Exactly. I'm dropping no. him. <laughs> okay. Hmm. <laughs> um, when Sandy was released from prison, she went home after 30 days, and the house was empty and the family was gone. She went to the police and, sorry, she went to the police, um, but the police were like, the kids are with their legal stepfather and there's nothing that we can really do about it. You're like, you were in prison and they left, so they're with him and they're legally allowed to be with him. So Sandra, I guess, did some digging of her own and recovered two of her children at a, like, church orphanage service um they were a group that helped raise abandoned children i guess and the two middle girls were at this church organization and she found them but she couldn't find the youngest or the oldest girl and the youngest boy they were still missing um we're gonna skip to 1983 we're done with, with that section of the story. Just try to remember all that. We're going to skip to 1983. And there's a girl named Sharon Marshall. And she's 15. And she's living in Atlanta, Georgia. And her friends described her as, like, nice, outgoing. She seemed normal. She loved to read. But her father, Warren, was on the creepy side and made her withdrawn and submissive. Uh, Warren Marshall was in his mid-40s and was dominating and was quick to anger and controlling. Uh, Sharon had attended four high schools in the Atlanta area in a span of one year. Uh, she maintained grades at the top of her class and was an ideal student, though no one asked any questions. They just thought that her father was like a struggling single parent and that he had to move around a lot to probably like afford them places to live or whatever and they just like, this was in the 80s so nobody really like asked questions or stuck their noses in anybody else's business plus it was in a city um so she had this one friend named jennifer that she met at a like it was like a college leadership camp they weren't in college but i guess they got to go there because they were good students and um it was during the summer of one of their high school years and she met this girl named Jennifer. And Jennifer had the opposite family. Her family lived in Decatur, Georgia, and her family was rich. Her dad was a pilot, and her dad could, like, fly them wherever. Um, her mom and her dad were married, and it was a stable household, and everything was really comfortable. And they started hanging out at this camp, and they became really close. Well, after the summer came to an end, the two friends wanted to stay in contact. 
But Sharon didn't want to really give Jennifer any of her contact information. She was really weird about it. And so after begging, she finally gave Jennifer her phone number, but she warned Jen about her dad, Warren, that was supposedly really weird. So after a couple months of being out of camp, Jen decided to call Sharon, and Sharon answered the phone, but wasn't happy when she answered. She was just, like, kind of disappointed Jen called her. And in the middle of the phone call, the dad, Warren, intercepted the call, and it ended in a hang-up. And a couple of days later... Um, Sharon called Jen back and apologized and was just like, my father doesn't like people contacting me. So Jen and Sharon got to hang out after this, but Jen's parents weren't a fan of Sharon's dad, Warren. Um, (laughs) Warren would come around Jen's house and always asked her parents for jobs. He was always looking for clients and he always wanted, like he owned a painting company and he always wanted clients. And um, then after that, he started asking Jen's family for money. And then he asked them for a loan because he had injured his back and he said that the government screwed him over and they wouldn't give him any money. And they didn't want Jen going over to Sharon's house because Warren just gave them the creeps. Um, But like a few months later, Jen's family was going out of town and this caused Jen's mom to agree to let Jen stay at Sharon's house. Uh, When Jennifer arrived at Sharon's house, So Jen's mom drives like a fancy Mercedes and she drives into this bad part of town into like a trailer park and she drives up to Sharon's trailer and she's just like, okay, I guess you can stay here. And Jennifer goes into Sharon's trailer and there's a picture of a lady and Sharon's like, yeah, that's my mom, but she died in a hit and run accident. And the trailer was really weird. Um, I mean, Jen wasn't used to life like that because she was rich and she was probably spoiled, but the trailer only had one door in the whole entire trailer. Like all of the the bathroom, there was no bathroom door. There were no bedroom doors. There was only one room that had a door that shut and the girls were told never to go in that room. Um, The other rooms just had sheets separating the rooms, just bed sheets. Uh, Jen noticed that Sharon's clothing was, like, really exotic and, like, it was basically lingerie. And they're teenagers. Like, they're probably, I think this was probably ninth or 10th grade by my understanding. So, um, Jen was like, why is her clothing, like, lingerie? And that night, he made the girls dress up to go dancing. And he made them wear, like, really revealing clothing. And then... (laughs) Warren took them to a dive bar with older men and the girls weren't supposed to be let in, but he knew the bouncer and the girls got into the bar and Jen kind of as a teenager, she chalked this up into like, my parents are really restrictive and Sharon's dad must just be really laid back. And this is fun. We have our freedom. So they go out that night and they're dancing at this bar and they're, you know, the older men are, like, smiling and joking with the girls. Um, but they're just, they're not really noticing that it's creepy, I gross, guess. Gross, 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 I know, gross, I know. Gross. Exactly, exactly. Um, and then after they got home, like, he turned really angry that night. Like, Warren just, like, flipped out on them. For no reason. I guess they were making fun of some of the guys at the bar. And he flipped out on them for making fun of them. And then um, he, like, 
cheered up after that and was completely fine. Um, after this, Sharon kept attending school and excelling, and her teachers noticed that her father was accident, like absent and weird. Um, teachers were told during a meeting with her dad that her mother died of cancer. So we have now her mother died in a hit and run, and now that her mother died of cancer. Uh, the staff was also concerned about her wardrobe because it looked like her father picked out her outfits. They were, like, too old for her, and they never matched. They were gaudy colors. Um, and then every day for school, like, she couldn't join any school activities because she had to be home from school at 4.30 every day to make Warren suffer. And Jen and Sharon, like, they were still really good friends, but they also grew apart because Sharon couldn't have, like any really close friends because Warren would get in between them. Um, so then one day, Jen's family returned home and Warren's empty pickup truck was in their driveway and they got out of their car and they looked and Warren and Shannon, Sharon weren't in the truck. So they went inside and Warren was laying on their couch drinking soda and they were like, how did you get in here? Because we have an alarm and we locked everything up before we left. And he was like, oh, I just came in through the garage. Um, which is so strange. Um, and then he tried to ask for more money, another loan. And they, of course, were like, no, you cannot have money. And he got really mad. And he just left Sharon at their house. And Sharon already looked upset, but whatever. So that was just kind of a weird, like, who does that? Who goes to somebody's house and just lets herself in and then asks for money? Um, in 1985, Sharon had her first boyfriend, but it didn't last because of Warren. She began dating another boyfriend and looking forward to college. She was eligible for a full ride to Georgia Tech. When it came time for high school graduation, Sharon wasn't allowed to walk with her class because of Warren. Um, at the time, supposedly, her boyfriend Curtis had gotten her pregnant. And Warren didn't want any see, so he wouldn't allow her to walk across the the stage to, to let people see that she was pregnant. So after graduation, it was 1986, and Shannon and Curtis ran away. They made it to Alabama, but Warren found them in a rundown hotel. He broke into their hotel room and told them that the three would turn, return to Georgia the next morning. But when Curtis woke up, Warren and Shannon were gone, and Curtis found a note. It said that <clears throat> the baby Sharon was pregnant with was not Curtis's and that Curtis and Sharon were done and that he wasn't to look her up or talk to her anymore. So Sharon and Warren arrive back in Georgia and once they get back, Warren's like, yeah, we're moving to Arizona. We're not staying here, which really sucked because Sharon had a full ride to Georgia Tech. And she was really poor because it was just her and her dad and he wouldn't work. So it was like she wasn't going to get this opportunity anywhere else. And she obviously worked really hard for it in high school. Um, Jen was heartbroken about this because she didn't want um, them to leave. And she wanted Sharon to be able to go to school. And Sharon told Jen that the, the reason they were moving was because of her father's health reasons. So, after the move, uh, Jen did hear from Sharon. Um, Sharon had her baby and gave it up to adopt, 
gave it up for adoption. It was a baby boy and the uh, little baby went to a couple in Texas. She was also dating a guy named Greg that she had met in Phoenix, Arizona. And Sharon did come to visit that summer, Jen that summer, which was surprising. Jen didn't think that she would ever be able to get away from Warren for a summer visit, but she actually did. And Sharon was perfect during the visit. Her and Jen had like high school times again. They stayed up late and they giggled and Sharon was completely fine. But Sharon and Jen got this plan that they were going to ask Jen's parents if Sharon could move in so that Sharon could finish her um, time at Georgia Tech and use her full ride. And her parents said no. And as soon as Jen's parents said no, she became withdrawn and really sad. And she immediately returned to Arizona. Um, after the summer of 1986, Jen and Sharon had infrequent contact, but one phone call to Jen revealed that Sharon was in South Carolina. The two wanted to meet up, but it wasn't possible. Sharon would soon be on her way to Florida. So this poor girl has moved literally all over the country for no apparent reason other than her dad yanks her everywhere. Um, in Tampa, Sharon worked at a bar and she received breast implants. And this really like surprised Jen because she, even though Sharon always wore revealing clothes, like she didn't seem the type that would get a breast implant. In 1987, Sharon had given birth to another baby boy named Michael. Uh, Jen and Sharon's communication dropped off, but when Jen tried to find Sharon in 1992 for her wedding, she couldn't locate her. Jen wouldn't know what came of her friend until 1994 when she received a phone call from her mother. Jen's mother called her and said the friend Jennifer had known as Sharon Marshall was dead. Are you guys up to up to everything, understanding everything? I believe so. Why? What happened? I'm panicking. Okay. So that's like part one. And now I'm going to do part two, which is a different girl. Um, and then I'll still have another podcast on this probably later. because We're going to skip to a girl named Tanya Hughes. Her name was formerly Tanya Tadlock. And she worked at Passions Club in 1989 in Tulsa, Oklahoma. She was a very distant person. She was a reader. She liked books. And she was a really, really hard worker. She rarely took a day off. She was this, married to this guy named Clarence Hughes who was really overbearing. And he was a lot older than her. So Clarence and Tanya had, they were a couple, and they had a two-year-old son named Michael. Clarence waited in the parking lot each night for Tanya to finish her shift, or he would call all night and start checking in on her. Um, it got to the point where coworkers noticed bruises on her, especially when she earned less than $200 a night. And Tanya thought of Clarence um, as a captor more than like a husband. So Karen, Tanya's friend who knew Tanya, was frightened by Clarence. And she told, um, Tanya told Karen that she had tried to leave Clarence two times, but he always caught up with her. And Karen, at this point, like, felt really bad for Tanya and tried to kind of cover for her whenever she could because he was always just trying to call there and track her down and or he'd be in the parking lot or just always, like, right there. So Tanya told Karen that if she ever tried to run, that Michael, that Clarence would kill her and her son, Michael. 
So clarinets didn't work, but he was a member of the Fraternal Order of Police and had many cop friends. He wasn't a cop. He was just a member of this fraternal order and all of his friends were cops. So this was another reason that Tanya didn't want to really leave Clarence. Well, with Karen knowing that she really needed to get away from Clarence and trying to be a good friend and look out for her, she decided that um, Tanya met a guy named Kevin and they kind of began to have a secret relationship. And Karen supported this because she wanted Tanya away from Clarence. And so she would kind of like help cover if, um, you know, Clarence would call, she would be like, oh, she's busy right now. Like she's with a customer or whatever. And so this secret relationship, um, Tanya finally in 1990, 1990 decided to run away with Kevin along with her son. So in April, 1990 in Oklahoma city, three men noticed something on the side of the road in the middle of the night and it was a body and they went to the closest business which was motel six and the phone call to the police came at 12 55 a.m when the police arrived the woman was actually still alive they assume that she had been hit with a car as there were scattered groceries and a portable headphones and tape player because this was in 1990 um and the groceries were scattered along the road and so was the headphones and the tape player and then there were also red paint chips found at the scene as like maybe a car had hit her um the police thought that she had been walking from a convenience store to the motel six and when they went into the convenience store a witness said that yeah she was in here at 12 30 a.m so the police um noticed like she went to the hospital she had bruises and a large Toma. hematoma on her skull it was at the base of her skull like she had been hit from behind like by a car and she was unconscious state, but she kept mumbling the words daddy. That's all she would say, which is really creepy. Um, her head injury was making her brain swell. Um, her body wasn't in that bad of a condition, but it had bruises on it like she had been abused. Um, the next morning, her identity was discovered because her husband, Clarence Hughes, arrived at the hospital. Um, he was also staying at the Motel 6, and while sleeping, Tanya went to get groceries. He claimed that he woke up, and he went down to the lobby and talked to the attendant, and the attendant was like, oh yeah, Tanya got hit on the side of the road, and she's at the hospital, which totally doesn't make any sense that the hotel attendant would have known it was Tanya. So it tells me that, like, he had to know something about this. So... The police took notes of his 88 Buick, but it didn't have any red paint on it. So at that, that instance, they know that the identity of this woman on the side of the road that got hit, and they know that this Clarence guy is her husband, but his car doesn't have any red paint on it, so he must not have hit her. So they let everything go. And... Clarence goes to the hospital and he seems unconcerned, except for he posted a no visitor sign on her door to her room he didn't want her to have any visitors um and he also called her work to pick up her final check which is really crazy because like what if she recovered she would go back to work like why would she have a final check um 
at this point, everybody at her work came really became really concerned because like she had people like Karen there that knew about her situation. Um, Clarence, Clarence kept visiting the hospital a few times. He was in and out with Michael, the two-year-old, and um, it concerned the nurses because the boy smelled like urine, and he was always angry and crying. Like, this kid was constantly throwing fits. He was never happy. He was never well taken care of. Um, Karen found out whenever Clarence called her work and tried to pick up her last check. So Karen was like, I'm going to go visit. And Clarence found out that Karen tried to visit and got mad. And then Clarence later contacted Karen and was like, hey, I need you to purchase everything in my trailer. So that brings me back to the Motel 6. Like, if they had a trailer in Tulsa, why were they staying at this Motel 6? Like, why was she walking to the convenience store if they had a car? Like, in the middle of the night at 12 at 12 30 in the morning like why wouldn't she take the car like none of this makes any sense to me but everybody of course believes it and nobody asks any questions apparently in 1990 so karen is freaking out because he's like oh my god like clarence is trying to leave town and karen tried to warn the hospital um but tanya at this point was being moved to life support and Coincidentally, her condition worsened after a visit from Clarence. So Karen rushed to see Tanya at this point at the hospital, but by the time she arrived, Tanya was dead. The hospital called Clarence, and he didn't sound alarm or anything. He was just like, donate all of her organs and cremate her body. And Clarence, of course, had no money for a funeral, but the owner of the club that Tanya worked at was like, I'm paying for the whole entire funeral because this girl was a really hard worker and she deserves a funeral. And everybody was so shocked by her death there that they, they all wanted to do something. So, and this was on May 4th, 1990. Um, during this time, Clarence decided that he couldn't um, take care of Michael because he had to deal with Tanya's death and he was a mess. And he decided that he was going to put Michael, the little boy, in foster care. And the couple that adopted Michael, they were, they usually adopted foster children who had had, like, problems who were maybe harder to deal with. And when they adopted or fostered Michael, they were, like, this child's been severely abused. Like, really abused. This child's, like, completely out of control. He threw fits. He was having rage problems all the time. He had bruises on him, like... Of course, he still smelled like urine. Like, what? what is the deal? So Karen's still trying to push everything she can to, like, make sure that this little boy, Michael, who's two, does not go back with Clarence after he feels like he can just pick his kid up from foster care. Um, meanwhile, the autopsy comes out on Tanya, and there were several bruises. There were injuries unrelated to a car accident. Meanwhile, the autopsy, um, there were bruises on her body that shouldn't have been there. There were injuries unrelated to the car accident. Um, there had been many prior pregnancies and many plastic surgeries. Um, the cause of death was declared a hit and run homicide. And so luckily the owner of the bar slash strip club, um, 
and her co-workers did have the funeral for her. It was really small. There were only, like, her workers and Clarence there. Um, so Clarence shows up, and he has this, like, gaudy dark suit on. And he had recently dyed his hair red. And the red hair dye was running down the back of his suit. If that's not, like, the definition of creepy, then I'm not sure what is. Um, he brought two cops with him as bodyguards for this, and he insisted on presiding over the funeral. He said that the people that had attended the funeral were living in sin, and that he wanted Tanya's memory to rest in peace because she had secrets that would best die with her. And then, at the end of the funeral, he walked up to the casket, and he put this really creepy photo on the casket of this small blonde pretty little girl sitting with a man old enough to be her father. Clarence had known his wife since she was a child. And that's where I'm gonna leave you guys until next week. I am so glad I'm on mute because I'm screaming. Okay. Did I know what you've been talking about this whole time? No. Do I now know what you're talking about? Yes. This is after. There's so much more to it. Like, like, I wanted to do it all in one, but there's so much more. Like, to untangle it all, I guess you could say, and to dig in and find out, like, how these cases are related and how messed up they are. Like, this guy, Warren, crazy. Creepy. Insane. I don't know how I'm going to keep myself from looking stuff up this week. <laughs> Listeners, normally when we record a two-parter, we record all at once. I know. And I know, really and you don't, but we're not this time, and I'm sad. <laughs> I mean, I can try to wing it if you want me to. No, you do so good. I want you to do your best, but okay. I... Good. I'm traumatized. In, like, the best way. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. well, to be fair, I want to give... There's the Wikipedia on this, but since there's so many names involved in this case, um, you can look up different names, and it'll lead you to, like, the same thing told different ways. But how oh. I found about... I guess there's, there's a book on it, which I really want to get, because... I've seen it at McKay's. I've just never picked it up. And now I'm kicking myself for not picking it up. Um, but there's a podcast called Unresolved. And there's a website for the podcast called unresolved.me. And he actually, like, the podcaster's amazing. He's one of the podcasters I listen to when I want to wind down for bed. Because he just simply tells a story. And he told this story and like three podcasts so he put in many details than I did and he told every absolute detail of everybody's life in these stories which is crazy because there's so many but he took the book and all the information he could find on the internet and kind of like combined it to make a three-parter so I owe most of my storyline to unresolved.me because Everything else was just, like, you would click on one name and it would bring you to one thing. And you would click on the same name and it would bring you to something else. And it was so hard to put together. So I was like, 
screw it, I'm going with a shortened version of this guy, so I give him credit. Um, but yeah, amazing, amazing story. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh my god, I have to tell the girls about this case, because they're going to freak out. Freak out. We did. Well, guys, I hope you held on to the edges of your seat. Do we have to do, is it, do we give, do we throw advice under the bus? Is it just things we like now? Who needs advice? Wait, I guess we do. <laughs> <laughs> Call your therapist. You need to not break up with her. Um, just kidding. I mean, unless you're not kidding. Do what makes you happy. I'll tell you what I don't like. And we'll feed into what I do like from there. I keep seeing this tweet on Twitter. That's a box of medicine. And the tweeter, the origin of the tweet, is like, you don't need medication. I was on all of these medicines like two years ago. And now I don't even need them anymore. And I'm like, that is not everyone's fucking journey. Not everyone is cured with fucking sunshine and positive thoughts. Some people fucking need medication. And you should not be shaming them for it. And I'm going to be really, like, I'm going to take that even further. Like, when we have, like, white men shooting up schools, in no absolute reason in this world should there be anybody that's like, oh, everybody needs to get off medicine and be all natural. Because there are people, (laughs) obviously, in this world that need medicated. I am one of them. I can't go off my medicine. I did it one time, and I'll never do it again. Amen. (laughs) And I know this. Like, I wouldn't murder anybody, but for my own mental health, like, I will stay medicated. And, and yeah, I would like to be more healthy and be off my medicine, but I know that's not an option for me, so I'm not going to try just to make somebody else's Twitter post happy. I I think that triggered me. I think that's acceptable. <laughs> that's an acceptable Agreed. trigger. Yes. Agreed. I don't know how you live in this world and not take medication, actually. <laughs> Whether it's like smoking pot or like popping an antidepressant. I mean, look at alcoholics. <laughs> right? True that. I meant, like, look at alcoholics. I didn't mean, like, I'm an alcoholic. (laughs) I realize that's how it sounded. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Violet likes alcohol. I like that Game of Thrones is on next week. Cody likes medicine. I'm so excited for Game of Thrones. I know it can't be my thing, too, but it's just, like, all I want right now. I'm also so terrified of Game of Thrones too. I yeah. just at this point want it to end. <laughs> the last season, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't really want it to end. Like I want it to, but then like it's over and if it sucks, like then it's I really over. tattooed on me. No. <laughs> I mean I do. <laughs> but it's fine. But yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like they could do more like, as far, I just, I feel like everything has been so these last couple of seasons, and I just, I like, I like the slow burn, but, anyways, sorry, I know no one came here for Game of Thrones. 
uh, opinions. Except me, I totally did. Amazing. Did you say you watched Triggered by uh, Killer Mike on Netflix? Trigger warning? Oh, yeah. I started it. I watched, I got to the episode about education. So, second episode, maybe? Oh, it's so funny. I made my husband watch it last night, and he sat there, like, crying, laughing at the TV. That's so good. I need to keep watching it. No, because that's, as soon as I started watching it, Pin 15 came on, and people were like, you gotta watch Pin 15. And that was fine. And then I wanted to watch stuff that wasn't so happy. So I watched The Departed <laughs> and a bunch of other movies like that. Dude, <laughs> I love 15, The how they're pronouncing that. <laughs> yeah. Love it. I think for oh. PR, they can't call it penis. I mm. just got it before he said it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. This, I heard the, oh. Ah. Wow. Um, so for the, I like Game of Thrones, but I like the, uh, camaraderie that Game of Thrones has. Um, and that's, like, Violet and I bonded over Game of Thrones, and we're hosting a Game of Thrones party here. Um, and hopefully we're gonna have some pun, pun flavored, yep, some pun flavored Game of Thrones food. We're going to go to Buffalo Wild Wings and get their dragon sauce. <laughs> yeah. That they're doing exclusively for Sunday of Game of Thrones release. Hell yeah. But uh, are we coming to see your guy for that? or? Uh, he doesn't work on the weekends. Shit. Yeah. Even when I went on Friday, so this is really dumb for those of you that don't know what I truly like. It's uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, and it's sitting at the bar and reading a book and getting a lunch special, but... Um, there's a bartender, um, that takes care of me Monday through Friday. Well, he's there Monday through Friday, but like, I always go on Thursday nights or Friday days. Anyways, that was unnecessary, but he's great and he's so nice and yeah, he doesn't work on the weekends. So I don't know when I'm ever going to get to see him because even like Friday afternoons when I like slide in after work, he's like leaving. So, ah. So, Brandon, if you're a fan of the podcast, you really make my experience at Buffalo Wild Wings a dope one. Thank you. Shout out. Love that. <laughs> also, I love that your spot is like a Buffalo Wild Wings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh. um, thanks, you guys, for listening. And Ooh. if you like this new sound stuff let us know uh you can follow us on twitter at murder bliss instagram at murder bliss you can send us your creepy stories about where you wrote to a murderer on death row at murderbliss at gmail.com <laughs> thanks bye 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 sorry <laughs> <laughs>